Welcome to the Three Strands Church Sermon Podcast. Thank you for joining us. It is our hope and prayer that you will experience God's blessing in your life through our ministry. At Three Strands Church, our goal is to create a culture of redemption where people are free to experience the truth and grace of Jesus Christ. This is one of those few Sundays of the year where we don't really teach through the Bible. We do that almost every single Sunday here, despite what I've heard from some people around our county that say we don't teach the Bible. I've heard that from people. But uh, I'm pretty sure we open it just about every week and teach through what God's saying in the Bible. And so, um, But this is one of those weeks we're not going to do that. There's a lot of statistics and review and reminding you of cool things that have happened. Because by the time you get to January, you can't hardly remember even what happened last January or February. And so it's good for us every once in a while just to stop, remember what God's done through our church, and just celebrate Him for what He's done and what He's going to do. So that's what we're going to do today. And I don't know if you guys remember, do you guys remember when we had that mass shooting in Las Vegas? You guys remember that? It wasn't too long ago. Uh, but they, um, this, this guy gunned down from you know, a top floor or a high floor in a hotel, dozens and dozens of people. There was something like 400 and some people injured um, and like 40 dead or something like that. I think it was the statistics on it or something. But it was just one of those kind of nightmare scenarios in our country. But about a week or two after that event, I happened to just be flipping through the channels on the TV. TV, that's what we watched before all the kids watched all these streaming services. You know what I'm talking about? Now they don't watch TV anymore. So, But I was watching TV, flipping through some channels, and I just happened to catch this interview with a first responder from the Las Vegas scene. And the guy doing the interview said to the first responder, walk us through what it's like in that moment when you respond to some kind of mass shooting event like that. And the first responder went through um, just this description of like, for me, it would be like a nightmare. Just chaos all around you. And you're trying to be the calm in the storm, right, as a first responder, where people are panicked and screaming and running. And then the guy at the interview said, I heard that there's a level one trauma center in Las Vegas. Is that true? And the guy said, yeah, that's true. He said, I also heard that if you can get to a level one trauma center alive, that your odds are almost 100% that they'll save your life. I thought that was amazing. I started Googling to see like where the closest level one trauma centers are to us, right? I'm not going to reveal that information. You can look it up yourself if you want, but <laughs> needless to say, you better learn some first aid. That's all I'm saying. But uh, I just thought that was amazing. They thought that I didn't even realize that they had these like levels of hospital care, trauma centers. I mean, it makes sense in my head now, but I never really even thought about that. And the guy said, if you can get to one of these level one hospitals, level one trauma centers in the United States alive, no matter what your condition is, what your injury was, what your wounds are, if you can get to the hospital doors alive, they'll save your life. I thought that was amazing. And they went through the all the patients that, were transported to this level one trauma center in Las Vegas and how they all lived, the ones that got there. And I just found that amazing. I started to think, that's kind of what church is supposed to be like. Like no matter what your injuries, no matter what your wounds, no matter how messed up you think your life is, if you can just get through the doors here, you should be able to find life. And I take a lot of pride, not in what I do, not even what you guys do, not in what the people who are up here sharing about roles they get to play in our church do, but in what Jesus does through this church every week, every event, every church service, every dinner get together with friends, that he provides something that you can't just get at any old church. You with me? He provides life. And I want our church to always be the kind of church that no matter who you are, what you're going through, what kind of person you've been or what kind of person you are, that if you come through the doors, you can find real answers for real life. 
you can find real grace for real struggle. And I hope that's what you feel when you come to our church. I hope you never feel like you got to hide something from us, like you can't find help for the thing you're facing in your life. It all exists right here in this tiny little church. Help for your marriage, hope for your kids, a way to get off drugs, a way to overcome your anger, a way to eat better, a way to live better, a way to think better, a way to be transformed from a dead person into a living new person. That's what I hope you'll find when you come to our church. I'm thankful for all of you guys, all of you who show up on Sunday mornings, all of you who are plugged into community and life groups, all of you who are um, working and giving Jesus all you've got on a serving team, the people who are leveraging their finances for us to do great things for Jesus, the people who just come and smile and shake other people's hands. I'm thankful for all of that because all of that stuff is what makes this a level one trauma center. That you can come through the doors and find the real Jesus. Real grace and real truth. And that's what we're offering. Nothing more, nothing less. Chad, I put this in my notes today just for you, buddy. You ready? But it'll be on the screen. But the reason we have Vision Week every year, the first Sunday of the year, is because of this. Vision is always cast before it's caught. That's Chad likes the fish, right? You don't catch any fish till you cast your line, right? And so uh, that's why we do Vision Week. We want God to do great things this year at our church. But if we're not all on the same page, fighting for the same goals, praying for the same things, begging God to help us do greater and greater things for Him, we'll just be like some man on an island. We'll be sitting in a boat hoping the fish will just jump in. But instead, we're going to cast out some vision today. Some goals we've set behind the scenes, some things we want to all pray about for the next 12 months, and some things we're going to look back on next year and be blown away that God did them like we're about to be today. It always blows me away. I almost couldn't sleep last night. Stephanie felt bad for me. That was a bonus, but it's like, it was like 2 a.m. before I could fall asleep last night, and then uh, she was, I was supposed to, I was going to get up at 5, and I like woke her up at 2, and I was like, I'm going to get up at 6 instead, because I don't want her waking me up at 5, so, so I got up at 6 instead, because I was, but I couldn't sleep last night, because when I look through this stuff, it gets my juices flowing, it gets me excited and pumped up to see what's the next thing God's going to do, and to remember all the cool things he did, so if you got a phone with you, and you got a notes app, Man, you should jot some of these things down in your phone just to pray over them later. Or if you got something to write on, jot them down just to be encouraged because some of these things are so encouraging to me. But just let me walk you through some of the stuff that happened at this church in 2019. I've shared this every Vision Week so far, but I'm going to share it again. We continued to live out our mission statement, which is to create a culture of redemption where people are free to experience the real truth and grace of Jesus. We're going to do that every year that this church exists. We're not going to get sidetracked with what the world thinks is a good idea of how to do church. We're not going to get distracted by things that don't point people to Jesus, that don't inter introduce him to Jesus's truth, and don't expose them to Jesus's grace. We're going to stay away from those things, and we're just going to keep creating that kind of culture. A place where nobody's perfect, but everyone's welcome and anything's possible. That's our church. I hope you feel that when you come in here. I hope you guys feel that because we, we push and work hard for that environment everywhere. In our life groups, at our team meetings, in our church services, in our picnic, in our cookouts, everything we do, we push for that environment. And so um, the next thing I wanted to share with you is that we have Right Now Media. Maybe you're here, you don't even know what Right Now Media is. But we now have 70 Right Now Media users out of this church. It's a streaming online Christian content provider that our church pays the membership fee for, so you get it for free. It's got a nearly unlimited amount of um, adult Bible studies, teenage devotionals, kids' cartoons. It's really the only place our kids get to see cartoons, which is wonderful because they don't even know what's on sale at Walmart. There's no commercials. It's awesome. And so if you don't have an account yet, you can get one today. All you got to do is text right now, space 3SC to that number, 41411. You can set up a free account today with your email, your own unique password. Use it on as many devices as you want. Access as many Bible studies, 
video illustrations, devotionals, cartoons as you want, thousands and thousands of resources free to everybody in this church. They do a yearly interview with me on the phone. They'll call, like ask us how it's going, if there's anything they can improve and change. And this year, I was telling Stephanie yesterday, they were like, you guys are crushing it. I was like, what do you mean? They go, well, we have all these analytics we look at for churches to see if they're really maximizing their membership. And they said, based on the size of our church, we're like the top 10 percentile of usage. I thought, that's amazing. And they said that this year, 2019, last year, 2019, our church accessed over, over 1,100 resources on that service on an average, for an average length of 27 minutes per resource. That's amazing. You can do that math on your own sometimes if you want. 1,000 times 27. That's, that's next level math. I don't, want, I don't want you to get all frustrated today. You know, so. But that's a lot of minutes that outside of this place, outside of Sunday morning, people in our church were getting God's truth and grace poured into their life for free. I love that. And so that number's gone up every year. When we first started off, we had four users. Remember? <laughs> we had four users that first year, right? And so now we got 70 users. And so that's awesome. If you don't have an account, text and get one today for free. We increased our giving to God's mission around the world. We've done that every year we've been a church. And in 2019, this church, this tiny little dot on the map, sent $7,400 to God's mission all over the world. That's a lot for us. And every year that number has gone higher. And so far in the life of our church, we've given over $35,000 to what God is doing in different places in the world. Helping to feed hungry children, helping to run Christian schools, helping to train pastors and leaders in Africa, in South America, in Central America, all over the world. And so I'm thankful for how our church gives financially so that we can then in turn give that back to God and use it for greater things everywhere, not just here. This one's going to blow your mind. Ready, Michael? This one's going to blow. You can send me that little blown your mind emoji later. You know what I'm talking about? Because now everybody has like their own avatar. It's like iPhone. It wasn't good enough just to send a smiley face. Now you got to have something that looks like you, right? And so you can send like a mind blown later. But in 2017, that's just two years ago, our average attendance at church at this time was 36 people a week. At this same time last year, our average attendance was 60 people a week. And our average attendance at church right now is 94 people a week. That's awesome. That's awesome. And it's hard to see that and not think that God is doing cool things here. And so who knows what it'll look like next year at this time. But we're going to pray for greater things. And we did stuff all year as a family. Maybe you missed out on some of this. I hope you got to take part in a few of these things. But let me just read you a list that grows and grows every year of some kind of family things we did all throughout the year. We had a church picnic together. We had a church cookout. And they are different. I get a lot of grief about us eating all the time. Like, just because we changed the name. Like, no, it's different. Different locations, different days, different times. Just, we cook at, we grill at one, we don't at the other. I'm saying they're different, right? Church picnic, church cookout. We had communion services. We did our third annual turkey bowl. I don't remember who won that. Can't remember. Probably my team, right? Probably my team. I'm so good. It was probably my team. I don't remember. but We did our second annual three strands advance. We had a get to know your church Sunday. We had a serving day in our community. We had our fall kickoff. We had our Super Sunday. We had a Christmas party. We had two baptism services. We had a LOL Sunday. Who was here for LOL Sunday? Anybody? Yeah, we just laughed together, right? You're allowed to tell jokes in church? Get out of here. It's ridiculous, right? We launched our first ever teen ministry. We had some kind of weird scavenger hunt in the middle of the forest. You guys were there for that, right? Some of you, right? You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, that was a blast, right? That was a blast, right? We sent our kids to camp for the first time. Twelve teenagers went to camp this year. We hosted a marriage workshop for a weekend. We had our missions week. And that doesn't even scratch the surface of all the things that actually happened throughout the year this year. 
But those family events all took place where we could come together, help each other, love each other more, get to know each other better. We kept using our three source, like Chad said up front, to get more and more resources into people's hands. Because some people don't have right now media. They need like the hard copy. You with me? <laughs> but you can use both. That's okay. I'm not saying that's not okay. You can use both. But this is going to blow your mind, Chad. You ready? In 2019, I mean, Chad must have been back there selling stuff. I mean, he must have been like upselling you or something. Because in 2019, we got 227 Bibles and resources into people's hands at this church from that one little table back there. That's amazing. You can do the math on that later too. If you want, it's only 52 weeks in a year. So it's, yeah, Michael bought half of them, Chelsea said. He's been reading all year. That's why he sits in the front now. See what I'm saying? The more you read, the closer you get to the front, I think. <laughs> that's what happens when you sit. That's why nobody else will sit in the front. They know they're going to get called out and attacked. But here, this is going to blow your mind even more, Chad. You ready? So far, since we started doing the three source, this is how many Bibles and resources we've gotten to people. That's amazing. You can go back there and find series-specific resources. Every teaching series we do, we put out resources back there that tie into the, what we're teaching up front. So you can take something from back there and stretch your faith even further from Monday to Saturday. Those switch out every teaching series. We always try to keep it fresh and new so you can read a lot. Grandpa, how many books you read this year? About 190, right? Does that sound right? Yeah. He reads, you read one a week, you said, like a, like a book a week or something, right? Yeah, it's, it's crazy. But anyhow, so over 800 resources into people's hands. And the beauty about all those resources back there is they're cheaper. You can buy them anywhere else because our church funds it. So we get them off of Amazon or CBD, and then we reduce the price even more so that they'll be cheaper for you guys. So you can take your faith to the next level at home, even when you're not with the rest of us. This comes back to our Bible teaching thing, but like I always let everybody know this every year. We heard from seven different speakers this year at church who covered over or nearly 1,100 verses from God's Word when they taught. 1,071 verses from God's Word we taught this year, Kenny. That's a lot of verses, right? Kenny probably taught more of them than I did. He teaches a lot of Bible. He's a teacher. He's a good teacher. But uh, 1,100 verses from God's Word that we taught through this year as a family. We launched six life stage specific life groups that 81 different people attended at least once in the fall. And that's crazy because that was like way beyond what our goal was for the year. We completed our second, only our second year of having a kids class, Sidekicks. I know it feels like they've been here forever, huh? But I can remember when they weren't out there and they were in here. It was different. Just saying church was different back then, right? There was a lot more like Pentecostal vibe to the room because there was a lot of talking going on screaming and chanting and crying going on. But uh, our second year of sidekicks completed, 39 different kids checked out our class for three to seven-year-olds this year, or last year, 2019. We welcomed 20 new church members to our church this year. And we got a chance to baptize eight brand new Christ followers at this church in 2019. And so far, Three Strands Church has been privileged by God to baptize 38 brand new Christians. That's awesome, Kenny. That's awesome. That's just some of the stuff that happened in 2019. It was a good year. It was a good year at this church. So last year at Vision Week, we set some goals. I'm just going to walk you through what those goals were and let you know how we did on those goals or what God did with those goals for the year. Ready? So last year at this same time, we set our budget for the year, a financial goal. The financial goal was $64,389 for the year. Don't ask me why it ends in a nine. I don't know, right? $64,389. And just like the last two years, we thought we weren't going to hit it, right? Because it looks like you get to the beginning of December and you're like way behind budget, right? So I want you to see what our church gave this year. It's awesome. It's amazing. Every year it's like that. 
You think, I don't know if we're going to hit it. And we've raised the budget every year. Like, I don't know if we'll do it, God. And every year, God just stirs people's heart to jump on board with what we're doing in this church financially. And so that's exciting for us that we hit that goal. That allowed us to pay for missions work around the world, cover our insurance as a church, pay for renting this building, pay for our right now media membership, provide food every Sunday morning. That's where you say amen on the food. That's what, Right. To provide food at all of our life groups last year. Pays for all of our audio video upgrades each year. Paid for us to chip in money for the three strands advance. Paid for four chaperones to go to camp with the teens. Amen. Paid for our very first summer internship with Kayla came for the summer. Paid for us to buy, because we had to buy, 84 chairs this year. Ridiculous. We are like chair poor. You know how they say sometimes you're like, you're like car, vehicle poor, whatever. It's like, that's us. We're like chair. We got all these chairs we bought. 84 chairs we had to buy this year. And we were able to help some people um, around the county that needed some help financially. And so we were able to do a lot with just that money that we gave as a church this year. So thank you guys for giving generously. And then we also set a goal that we were going to go back to the advance, have our second advance, and we wanted to take more people. So the first year at the advance, I think we took 12 people. And this past year, we took 16 um, adults to our advance weekend. And we're going to be doing that again this year. I hope you'll jump on board. You can sign up at the back table after church to register. We would have taken 17 people, but somebody got called away to a hurricane. Do you, remember, you guys remember that? See, it's not my fault you're in the front, man. But uh, so we would have had 17 people, but he was with us in spirit. Is that how that works? Okay. But yeah, 16 of us went, got away for the weekend, studied God's word, recharged our spiritual batteries, got away from the kids. Should have been an amen on that. I'm saying, yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like, okay. So Robin wanted to say amen, but she thought Amanda would like elbow her, so she didn't. But uh, it, got, it helps us pay for all those things. We set that goal. We want to do a second advance with more people, and we did it. September 5th through the 7th this year. The dates for the advance are September 3rd through the 5th. Still $75. It gets you two nights, apparently either in Gatlinburg or Pigeon Forge. I don't know where the line ends or one star. I don't, it's like one big mushed together Dolly Parton area down there. I don't know. It's just like all together to me. So, But somewhere down there, we rent out this huge cabin. And it's two days where we just get to kind of recharge our spiritual battery. So if you want to be part of that this year, you can sign up even today. We did our second three strands 30 for 30, which was we started the year off with 30 days of praying together, reading the Bible together, worshiping God together for 30 straight days. We did that. That's getting a little replaced this year with something different, but we did that again. We said we wanted to support four full-time missionaries, and we did that. I don't know if you remember, but we did that. Gabriel, who's in the Congo, Rob and Sherry, who are in Chile, Larry, who's in Cuba, um, and then we also supported John and Amber, who were in Washington, D.C., we also were able to provide some money for two short-term missions trips for Dylan Jones and Kaylee Cotton. And now this year, we're adding another missionary. You met her through video forum last week, Joe Beth Murphy. And then we're actually, hopefully you'll hear about this in the next few weeks, we're hoping to add a fifth full-time missionary that we can support this year. And we set a goal last Vision Week that we wanted to start one teen life group and three adult life groups by the fall. And we actually started two teen life groups and four adult life groups in the fall. So we kind of crushed that goal. And um, just in case you're unaware, there were, we averaged, I think, 62 people a week in life group over the fall, which is awesome at this church. And so I'm excited about those kicking back off this week. If you want to jump into a life group, this is the perfect time to do it. If you've never been to one, all the sign-up sheets are on the back table. Let us know you're coming. Um, whatever stage of life you're in, if you're at middle school or older, we got it, right? If you're under middle school, you're out. You know, we don't have any life group for you yet. But, but if you're middle school, high school, um, out of high school with no kids, um, got young kids, got teenagers, or your kids are out of the house, we got groups for all of those um, life stages meeting. And so the sign-up sheets are in the back. If you want to check them out, see what days and times and locations they're at, and sign up to be part of one of those starting this week, most of those. And uh, like I said earlier, this was our first year going to summer camp. We didn't know how that would go. It went pretty good. Where's Maddox? Maddox, did it go pretty good? 
I mean, Maddox found himself a girlfriend at camp. You can't get better than that. All right, they don't talk anymore, do they, Abby? They don't talk. That was one of those camp relationships. Like two days in, they're like, let's get married. And then two days after, like, who are you? You know, it's like, he's leaving our church after this service, I guess. By the way. So that's what we do here. It's our specialty at this church. But uh, we went to camp, took 12 students to camp. It was excellent. And uh, we're doing camp again this summer. Sign-up sheet for that is on the back. You've got to sign up for teen camp by the end of February. Actually, by February 23rd, I think it is. You've got to have signed up and paid your deposit for that. And so if you're planning to go to teen camp, we have a limited number of slots. We took 12 students last year. We only have 20 slots we could get for students this year. So if you want to go, I would recommend up. I would recommend up. I would recommend signing up as quick as you can. Sign up for that. It's on the back table and get connected with summer camp this summer. Um, Teen camp this summer is July, what is it, Kenny? 13th through the 17th, I think it is. Does that sound right? July 13th through the 17th, I think it is this summer. And so if you want to be part of that, sign up for it today. And uh, let's see. We also, I told you we decided to have a, we set a goal to have a summer intern, and we did. Kayla came. We managed to pay for it without not paying her to come. We managed to have enough money in our budget to pay for it. And it was worth having her come, don't you think? She helped us kickstart our teen life groups. She spent a lot of time with teens over the summer. Did she do that? Was it worth having her come, you think? It was worth having her come. And uh, she learned a lot while she was here too, I know that. And then we also launched, I didn't bring one up, but we launched our, um, to all of our church members, our Three Strands Partner Project. You're going to hear more about that in just a minute. But that's a way for people we know that are Christians outside of our area to jump on board and help us raise money uh, for our building project so we can build a church building at some point hopefully just a few years from now that's the plan and so uh, we're going to call on all you guys to jump on board with that goal this year and help us reach our financial goal to build a building in a few years and we set a goal we wanted to host a marriage workshop we did that six couples came to it spent the whole weekend together was it worth it was it worth it Mackenzie thinks it wasn't worth it. Chad thinks it was worth it. All right, so it was worth it. It was a good weekend. And uh, that's just a few of the things we did. It's a lot. Sounds like a lot in one year, doesn't it? I mean, we can't do any more, Mackenzie. How much more can we do? We also had ownership team meetings every month. We started doing Sunday prayer sessions the first Sunday of every month. We completed our second year of teaching series prayer partners. We're going to do that again this year and invite you guys to adopt a teaching series and pray for it all year with us. And I think God blesses those prayers. And so we want to ask you to jump on board with all that stuff. And I'm going to walk you through right now, like Kenny and I uh, work pretty hard on this. I know it looks like it's just one sheet of paper and it is just one sheet of paper, but it represents a lot of behind the scenes work. So you don't have to be excited about that, but I'm excited about that because when it's done, it's like somebody just took and just sat that on the side there, whatever was hanging on my back. But this is everything we're going to be teaching for the year at our church. Every passage, every series, every description, all that stuff. If you ever want a cheat sheet, you can have one. It's not a secret. But you can have them if you want. But I'm just going to walk you through the series we're going to cover this year at church, tell you what they are. And I would ask you to pick out one that sounds like super interesting to you. And on the back table, there's a sign-up sheet to be a prayer partner for that series. If you'll sign your name under that series on that sheet, then when that series comes up, whoever's teaching that series will shoot you some text messages or give you a call if you don't text and give you some specific prayer requests from week to week to pray for that series. Each of those series have a card at the back table. You can grab that card for whichever one you sign up for. And on the back of it, it has five prayer requests that we're just asking you to pray for all year for your series. If you're thinking like, I can't pray all year, that's a long time, then just pick the series that starts next week. And you're only going to pray for like three weeks. So you'll be done. See what I'm saying? If you're like, man, I love to pray. I'd love to pray every day all year for something. Then pick the last series of the year. You understand? That's Everybody with me on that? Okay. So here's what we're going to be teaching this year. The first series of the year starts next year. It's called 100. It's going to be two weeks long. It's like a mini series. It's like a mini series. And it's going to be a look at a couple parables that Jesus taught so that we can understand how better to manage our finances in our everyday life and the way that would honor God. So it's just going to be two quick weeks on that. We actually start our year off every year teaching about stuff that the Bible teaches about money. 
Jesus taught about money more than he taught about any other subject. And 70% of the stories Jesus told were either about money or used money as an illustration. And so we, every year we do one series um, on handling your finances because it's a big problem for a lot of us, a lot of people in our country, in our world. So we want to tackle it from God's word. Kenny and I rotate every other year. So this is his year. He said somebody told him that's all he teaches about is money. But I taught last year on money. If you weren't here in January, you wouldn't know. But we did a series called Make Account at the beginning of January last year. And that was about finances too. And so the next two weeks are going to be the series 100. And then after that, we're going to do a series called Repeat After Me, How to Pray Like Jesus. And we're just going to go through the Bible, see how Jesus prayed, what Jesus taught about prayer, and hopefully learn how to pray just like Jesus prayed. And if you struggle to pray or you're not sure how to pray or what prayer is or what you're supposed to say, it's a great series to be part of. It's a great series to pray for throughout the year. The next series after that is going to be called Lit. That's good, right, Abby? That's good. (laughs) And she's not here today because her son's sick, but Tuesday was going to stand up here too and tell you that she gets to be part of our uh, graphic design team. It's a team of one. It's just her. Right? But she does like all this stuff you see. So when you see like all these graphic designs we use for postcard invitations or backgrounds on our screen or on social media, Tuesday puts most of those together unless she can coerce her husband into doing it. Right? Is that how it works? Yeah. And so I know Tuesday put all these series title screens together this past couple weeks. But um, Lit is the next series. And it's going to be all about how to develop a faith inside of you that can't be extinguished. Uh, a faith inside of you that stays on fire. Because a lot of people come to church or they go to a camp or they go to a retreat or they read something in their Bible and they get fired up for the Lord only to two or three weeks later be right back to all the same old things they were struggling with. And so we want to give you guys a lit faith um, that that stays on fire for the Lord and can't be extinguished. The series we're doing after that, starting at Easter, is called Are You Kidding Me? And we're going to look at some of the things that Jesus said that sounds so outlandish, so ridiculous, that you might find yourself wondering, like, is he even being serious when he says that? It sounds like he must be joking. And so we're going to examine some of those passages and find out that those things that Jesus is teaching could actually change your life. Even though they sound ridiculous and you think, I'm probably not supposed to even do that, if you'll do what Jesus is saying in those passages, it'll transform and change your life. So that series is called Are You Kidding Me? The series after that will start in May, on May 24th. And it's called The Story Behind the Story. And we're going to be studying through. It's the longest series of the year. It's eight weeks long. Eight weeks. When's this series going to end, Oak? Eight weeks long. We're going to look at eight different parables that Jesus told. Parables were stories that Jesus told that always had kind of a hidden meaning. They were stories about everyday things in the world that had a meaning rooted in heaven and eternity. And so we're going to cover eight of those stories. He told a lot of them, about 40 we're only going to cover eight. You want to do a 40-week series in 2021? We're going to just an eight-week series. We're going to cover eight of those stories that Jesus told to find out the story behind the story in each of those and how it can impact our life. The next series we're going to do is my favorite cover screen of all the series this year. It's called You've Got a Friend in Me. And it's all about how to have healthy friendships and relationships with people in your life. And uh, we're going to kick that series off on National Friendship Day. Is that right? Isn't that right? So, that's intentional. I want you to know that. It's not, so National Friendship Day is August the 2nd, and we're going to start this series called You've Got a Friend in Me. I hope you'll be here um, in the summer and be part of that, and I hope five of you at least will sign up to pray for that. So we're hoping we can get at least five prayer partners for each series this year. Fall kickoff in September, we're going to start a new series called The Monster in Me, and I'm excited about that series. I've been thinking about that series almost for a year already, and I'm excited to teach it starting at fall kickoff, the monster in me, and dealing with that thing that's inside of us. I don't want to tell you what it is now, but just be here at fall kickoff this year, and I'll let you know what it is. But that thing inside of us that just wrecks our life and turns us into this ugly, hideous-looking monster um, to the people around us. And so we want to um, deal with the monster inside of us in that series. The next series after that is called Slow Your Roll. Slow Your Roll, right? And it is all about simplifying your life and not, um, not letting your life get too chaotic, um, learning how to be uh, wise with your time and manage your life the way God wants you to manage it. Uh, to be busy but not, how do you say that, Kenny? I can't remember. Yeah, to be busy but not hurried. Is that what you say? Yeah, something like that. 
I don't know what that means yet, but if you come back for that series, you'll find out, right? Is that okay? And then the last series of the year we're going to do next year, it's going to start just before Thanksgiving, is called When Anxiety Attacks. And so if you're somebody that struggles with worry or always being anxious, concern, this is your series for the year. How do we deal with those feelings inside when worry seems to paralyze us or overwhelm us? When anxiety attacks, we're going to um, address that subject. Those are all the series we're going to teach in 2020. And if you'll sign up to pray for one of them, we'd be super thankful. And I think God would give us super great blessing for it. So on the way out today, if you'll stop at the back, all that stuff's in the back. Everything you could possibly sign up for. If you want to be part of a serving team, if you want to get plugged into a life group, if you want to go to teen camp or our three strands advance, if you want to pray for one of our series throughout the year, if you want to uh, find out more about how you can recruit a partner to help us out with our building fund, all that information's at the back. Um, and those packets for the partner project are in the back. They're like 10 bucks a packet. Like we put a lot into those things. And so uh, if you'll pick those up, if you know somebody that would partner with us, that'd be super helpful. That's a lot. Did I just throw a lot at you or did I throw a lot at you? That was a lot, right? We just won't meet again until 2021. You should be good to go now. Just check out the podcast. Is that right? Okay, no. No, we're still going to meet. But um, I was thinking about this one verse I wanted to share with you, to got, you guys today. And God had been kind of putting this idea on my heart for the last several months. And what's amazing is like Kenny teaches usually about a dozen times a year. Is that right? Some, something like that? Does that sound right? And we don't ever really talk about what each other is going to teach. Sometimes that's bad. Sometimes it conflicts. But we don't usually ever really talk about that ahead of time. He comes up with what he's going to teach, and I come up with what I'm going to teach, and then we mush it all together in this schedule. But what's amazing is like the last three years, this year included, in a row, I feel like God has done this cool thing where he's kind of burdened my heart with this overriding theme that's going to weave itself throughout our teaching for the year. And then miraculously, everything Kenny's going to teach also ties into that same topic. And it's awesome. And so this year, for the last two or three months, I've been feeling this burden on my heart for this idea of taking our faith to the next level. Or, or in other words, letting our faith become something more than just what happens on Sunday morning. Taking your faith back to your real life and stretching it greater. And so everything we're teaching this year, for the most part, deals with how do you have a faith that works in the real world, outside of this room. And I want you to be here in this room. I want you to jump onto a serving team at our church. I want you to give financially, be part of what God's doing. I want you to be connected to a life group. But there's more to Christianity than just what happens inside of our church. There's a whole world out there you've got to interact with at school and at your job and in your neighborhood. There's people all over the world that need you to love them and show them what it looks like to be a Christian. And so we're going to tackle that stuff all year, dealing with your relationships with other people, overcoming panic and worry inside of you, uh, uh, knowing what it looks like to grow your faith from Monday to Saturday. Everything at the three source today is Bibles and year-long devotional books, just like last week. We want to encourage you to pick something up today. All those devotional books are like, between two and ten bucks. And they last the whole year, I think. So it's like if you buy a $2 devotional that lasts you 365 days, I mean, it's like pennies a day. I don't know. I can't do the math, right? But it's very inexpensive, right? And so we want to challenge you to do that. Pick up a book in the back and start doing a once-a-day family devotional with your kids. I'm going to tell you something I shared with all the sidekicks teachers a few weeks back, right? I, I was exposed to this study that talked about kids growing up and that 70% of kids that grow up in church leave church after high school and don't go back. 70%. They took the 30% of kids that stay in church after high school and they did a little research study to figure out what were the common denominators that kept them in church. Of the 30% of kids that stay in church after they get out of high school, I'm going to give you the two most common denominators in all of them, and you probably wouldn't guess them if I asked you for them, unless you're a sidekicks teacher and you heard me say it a couple weeks ago. Cheaters. But I wouldn't have guessed them because they have nothing to do with our church. Your kids staying in church after they get out of high school 
has nothing to do with what happens here on Sunday morning. The two most common denominators are this. You ready? That growing up at home, their family had a devotional time each day. And at some point in their life, by the time they were a teenager, they started reading their Bible on their own. And before we break ourselves, running our kids to every activity, every practice, taking them on trips, trying to accommodate their every desire and wish at Christmas, before we break ourselves doing all that, let's get the horse back in front of the cart and make sure we're just spending five or ten minutes a day sitting down with them and talking about God's Word. That's what those books are for in the back. We just started doing one of them. There's one back there we grabbed this week and we started doing it with our kids every day this week. So that's something we try to make time for every morning. Maybe you can't make time for it in the morning. Maybe it has to be in the evening. But those kids that stay in church are the ones that somebody at home sat them down and said, let's just do a devotional together, even if it's just two minutes or three minutes. And then at some point, they started reading God's Word on their own. So I want to challenge you this year, all year, to take your faith home with you. To take your faith and go home, right? To start reading your Bible. To learn how to pray. To start engaging your neighbors in ways that show them the love of Jesus. To start developing friendships that are healthy. All these series we're teaching all deal with this idea this year. And I wanted to share with you just this one verse. It's in James 4.8. This is what it says. Come close to God and He will come close to you. Some translations say, draw near to God or draw nigh unto God and He will draw near to you. Come close to God and He will come close to you. That really sums up what we're going to teach in 2020. We want you to get closer to God. And if you do, He'll get closer to you. If you spend more time with them, He'll invest more time with you. If you get to know Him deeper, He'll get to know you deeper. If you get closer to Him, He will be closer to you, I promise. I want to read you the second half of this verse. This is what it says. Wash your hands, you sinners. That's me too, right? It's all of us. Purify your hearts, for your loyalty is divided. The thing that keeps us from getting closer to God is that our loyalty gets divided. We've been giving away too much of our loyalty to stuff that doesn't deserve it, to people who shouldn't get it, to places we don't need to be. And it's keeping us from drawing closer to God. This year, I and Kenny and people who are going to be guest speaking with us this year, we want to challenge you on that subject. To don't divide your loyalty. To give God all your loyalty. Get closer to Him. And see if by the end of 2020, He hasn't given you the best year of your life and drawn closer to you. So here's our goals for this year. You ready? We're going to set a new budget goal. It's going to be our largest budget ever. $81,000 just over it. Don't ask me why it's 1992. I don't have answers like that, all right? Just over $81,000, quite a bit more from last year's budget. But if we all step up, jump in, be part of what God's doing, pray about it, ask God what He wants you to give, and then just give week after week, month after month, paycheck after paycheck, whatever, whatever you think it is God wants you to give. You'll look back. I'm always blown away when I look back at the end of the year and say, like, man, look what we got to give for Jesus this year. And you don't even think about it. Like It just becomes like a bill. I don't even think about it anymore. And then at the end of the year, I get to look back and just kind of be like, man, God, thank you for letting us leverage that for you. I said earlier, we're going to start supporting a fifth full-time missionary. And so I'm on the lookout for that person right now. I think I know who it's going to be, but I'll let you know in a couple weeks. We're going to add three new life groups in the fall. So we'll have nine life groups happening, one new teen life group, and two new adult life groups starting in the fall. And so we'll have nine groups running different days of the week, different houses around the county. And so uh, we hope some of you will jump into those even right now. And uh, this is our most, this maybe is our most ambitious of these goals, right? But I'm hoping that by the end of the year, we're going to have $100,000 in our building fund account. I think I forgot to share with you, but right now there's just over $77,000 in that account. And so that's ambitious for us to get to that. It's the first year we've ever budgeted money in our church budget for our building fund. And so we're going to add some to it. And currently right now from our partner project, we have about $7,500 coming in for the year 
from people that don't even live in this county or this state, just giving to our church to help us make it happen above our offering. And so uh, if we don't do anything different, we'll have fifteen dollars or $16,000 to add to that 77 whatever it is now, $1,000. And so basically what this means for us to hit the, oh, that's next level computer work back there. Oh, yes. But for us to hit that $100,000, here's what that looks like. We need to come up with 10 partners outside of our church, outside of our state, outside of our county, whatever, that'll give $50 a month for the year. And, and we'll hit that hundred. We'll have $100,000 at the end of the year in our building fund if we do that. And so uh, that'll be good. That'll get us a lot closer to where we need to get to um, to build a building. In case you're unaware of this, the sidekicks didn't rush out of here like a herd of wildebeest today. Anybody notice that? Because starting today, sidekicks is going to be the entire church service, not half of it. And so the teachers back there are like, we just took everything and just like dumped it on them. Is that what we did? So they're going to be doing like their own church now. So everything we do out here, they're basically doing in there. They're going to be doing their own offering, their own breakfast food, their own worship music, their own um, scripture reading, their own teaching time. We don't get to do any crafts and stuff like that out here, but they're going to be doing stuff like that too, I think. Sometimes we do activities. Like you remember when we all danced on Sunday morning? I mean, you remember like when I danced and the rest of you looked at me? Remember that? Okay. You remember that, Abby? When I danced and you stood there like refusing to dance? Uh, yeah. Abby actually might have been the only one who helped. Yeah, she might have been the only dancer I think we had there. So, She used to dance professionally though, so it makes sense. But... Uh, uh, so yeah, sidekick's going to be the whole church service. Hopefully, if you're a sidekick parent on the way in, you notice that we have our new like secure child check-in station set up. And so they print out like labels for their kids and all that. When you came in today, there should have been a little piece of paper on your chair. If you'll fill that out, drop it in our offering box at the back or give it to me if you want after church, that would help us out a lot because another goal we've got for this year is we're integrating a new church management software as we get bigger, it's going to help us not miss people, not forget people, keep people in the loop. Um, it also has an app that comes with it. Later in the year, we'll be um, unveiling that to you, a specific Three Strands Church app that you'll get to use. It'll consolidate everything into one place for you. So if you want to listen to our podcast, if you want to give financially, if you want to get announcements and updates about what's going on, um, it'll all be on there. And so uh, we'll, we'll introduce that to you probably in the next two months. You'll hear about that a church app that we're going to introduce. And uh, then the second half of the year this year, we're going to be launching what are called e-groups. So e-groups are kind of like, uh, uh, they're like groups away from here. If you can't go to life group, you're like, my schedule doesn't permit it. E-groups are like your thing. They're kind of like extended groups. Does that make sense? Extended groups. Is that good? Is that okay? Opie doesn't like that name, okay? So, <laughs> so. <laughs> that's right. We tried some E stuff before. It didn't go so well, but this is going to go better. I have total confidence. So E-groups, they're going to be like small group studies, some for men, some for women, some will be co-ed um, over the next year or two. They're going to kick off the second half this year. You can jump into one of them. You don't have to go anywhere. You don't have to free up any time in your schedule. You'll be free to do it on your own pace. They're, it's all going to be done over Right Now Media, email, and text. So you can be part of a, a small group study at Three Strands Church without having to block at any time from your schedule. Do it on your own schedule, on your own time, and uh, be part of a group dynamic without actually having to show up and interact with anybody. Sounds like today's kind of thing, right? It's like, I got all these friends, but I've never seen any of them. So e-groups, they'll be starting in the second half of the year. But that's a lot. So we did a lot in the last year. We're going to do a lot in the next year. I hope you'll jump on board, be part of it. Can you guys imagine if God gave us all that and more? Can you imagine what this church would look like if everything just kept going the same way and God just kept, hub, kept heaping blessing and grace on top of our church? Can you imagine what it'll look like a year from now or two years from now or a decade from now? I've often said to like Chelsea and other sidekicks, people behind the scenes, like, can you imagine what it'll look like to have a whole generation of kids that have grown up in this environment. Almost everybody that walks through the doors of our church brand new, almost, not everybody, but almost everybody, when I finally get to hear their story or they open up and share their story, somewhere in their story, most of the time, there's like, a man, I went to this church, but it was awful. 
I grew up in this church. I hated it. I went to this church and they treated me poorly. I went, up this, I went to this church. They told me I didn't dress right. Told me I didn't look right. Told me I didn't act right. Didn't, didn't ever teach me the Bible. I went to this church. All they talked about was Fox News. Can you imagine what it's going to look like to have a whole generation of kids that grew up in this environment where they got to come to church every day excited to be here, learning the real truth and grace about Jesus, and watching adults who are passionately giving Jesus all you've got. We've got over 60 people in life groups right now. We've got over 40 people on serving teams right now. We've got teenagers up the wazoo. Do they say wazoo here? They got teenagers uh, up the holler. Is that what they got teenagers up the holler in this church, right? And so it's like, God is blessing our church so great. Can you imagine what it's going to look like if we keep begging him for help? If we keep staying weak and begging him to be strong for us? If we keep begging him for greater things? And so we're going to end our church service today by worshiping Jesus. And so our band's going to come up. They're going to get ready to play. And I want to challenge you while they play to pray. Just thank God for all the things he's done in the past year. Maybe you're here, and in 2019, you got baptized at this church. In 2019, you became a Christian at this church. In 2019, you joined your first ever life group or your first ever serving team. Maybe in 2019, you walked through the doors for the first time, and you heard somebody preach real answers from God's word. Would you take this first song, and during it, thank God that you got to run out of the grave. Thank God that he's transforming your life. Thank God that he brought you into this room. Thank God that you didn't know we were here, but somehow he knew you needed to be here. And he figured out a way to get you here. Would you pray and thank God and celebrate those things and then beg him for something even greater in 2020? Together as a family, can you imagine what God will do if in the next 10 minutes, all of us united, beg him to do something even greater than he's already done? He wants to do those things for us.